I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, thank you for being here today because I got my boy Mitch Gibson in here hanging out with us today in the program. And I'm pumped about it because we got a lot of cool stuff that we talk about. And I couldn't do the show without my friends over at Smart Choice, the fastest growing agency network for a reason. Whether you're looking for one market or a hundred, they just want to help you uh, by uh, doing uh, no lengthy contracts, uh, no ups, no upfront fees, no monthly fees, nothing like that. They only work off a commission split, and that's only off the markets they bring to the table, not the ones you already have existing. Game changer smartchoiceagents.com. Go check it out. Also, my good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages you need to quote your prospect. You know, no more of that back and forth, trying to get all the information that you need with the driver's information and the loss information. And have you had a claim? Have you had a ticket? None of that because it comes on the deck page. As soon as they log in and give you that permission, it's all there in your dashboard. So, uh, guys, go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Now they're doing commercial as well. Get your demo. Uh, get your discount. Do the whole nine. Now, guys, let's get you know on to today's program with my man, Mitch Gibson. He's uh, a young man in his 20s, uh, about six years deep in the business now, and he's learned so much already. He's leading others in the charge, and now he's got an exciting new conference coming up in august that i want you guys to hear about so i'm trying to get this out as quick as possible so i'm gonna get out of the way sit back relax and enjoy my conversation with mitch gibson mitch gibson what's up doggy dog we here heath sharon how are you dude thanks for having me as always once again on yeah, bro. the insurance third. town podcast baby you know it third time baby third time Maybe this will be the charm. And we'll actually what they say third times, the third time's charm. <laughs> Maybe this time we'll have some good stuff. Uh, I, I like it when you and I just get on and bro out and have a good time. That's all I care about. And I think the Same. audience likes it. I think the audience likes it. Same. And that's, that's, that, I think that's what makes these podcast things so much fun. And, yeah. you know, being a, being a host, I don't think a lot of listeners understand, like, did I benefit from these things more than agrees probably do and you can you know hand in hand just from the guests you have and the knowledge in this industry it's like holy cow like i, I feel like when i get off a show or an episode of recording with someone i'm like man i'm i'm, I'm dumb like I, I don't feel smart <laughs> yeah know, it's like you know there's so many talented people in this industry and 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 these podcasts make it fun so dude it really does i by the way and this is going to date the podcast but i don't care we're having fun um did you see this whole thing about these this like billionaire guy who built his own submarine and charged people to go find the Titanic. Dude. Um, first off, before, with all the other stuff that goes on in this world, right. It was amazing how much news coverage that that thing got. Right. It, it's crazy. It really is crazy, but, uh, and I don't even want to give too much. Again, I don't want to give too much on that, but I did think that was crazy. But I just think, first of all, if I had that kind of, I think the guy that invented it was like worth 2.5 billion or, 20 250 billion some b word you know billion and so i started thinking to myself if money was no object what silly thing would i do like what if there's something like that that i would do you know and so i started thinking and i asked you like for you if money was no object if you had whatever would would you do outlandish crazy things and what would you uh, do? i i can tell you right now i wouldn't do something that would jeopardize my life right? um I'm kind of a scaredy, scaredy cat when it comes to things like that. Like I'm not scared of heights. Are you? I'm not scared. Yes. Yeah. I'm not scared of heights. I'm not scared to go like on a cruise ship or go out in yeah. the ocean somewhere. But when, when, when the word going somewhere that no one's gone before, same thing, like yeah. Elon Musk, like going to Mars. Yeah. I, I don't think that I would do that. I really, really don't. Uh, think it makes that you I a would. great insurance guy. Okay. What about, okay. Are you a skydiver? <laughs> are you a skydiver? Would I, you do that? Uh, I I would I wouldn't no heck no no okay. What about uh, parasailing? Would you do that? I would parasail. I love roller coasters. Literally, okay. Love you do roller love coasters. roller coasters. All right. Uh, I think one of the, I think like skydiving is one of those things that I think if I did go skydiving, once I jumped out, I think I would enjoy it. Like it's the yeah. thought of oh I'm about to jump down. 
that would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'd have to like shove you off the plane if we were hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, you would have to. Unless that or the plane was going down, then absolutely I would jump. But right. No, I get it. Know. But yes, you 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 said speaking like an insurance agent. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Um, but, but did did you ask the question of what would I if I had a two hundred fifty billion dollars? I say money I was no object. You know, like what's the, like or let's say I just change it up a little bit. Let's say you won the, the jackpot lottery. What's like the first three things you would spend your money on? Uh, probably an island. Yeah, like your own island. Own like island. already pre-existing or would you have to like start from scratch and start oh, no, it would be it would have to be something pre-existing which might end up taken into the whole pocketbook of that 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 jackpot <laughs> that you just hit <laughs> but i You'd think want your own I, would, island. I would i want to get out of i would want to get out of town like, I, I would if, if money wasn't an option i'd want to go with my family take them somewhere and literally just live there for the rest of my life yeah I think there that's what go. I would do, but I would obviously do some things in the, you know, for some, for some charities and not for profits and whatnot as well. Yeah, yeah. But, and I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty easy person to satisfy. I guess. Yeah. Give yeah, me yeah. a beach, give me a beach, give me sunshine and give me a cold drink and. You're set. I'm set. You know, that's just how I look at it. Makes your Brooklyn, you? Let me ask Brooklyn you that. And Hadley, make your Brooklyn and Hadley are good. Let me ask you that question. All right. If you, if money wasn't an option. Yeah. For you, what would you what would you hit the jackpot? What would you, the first couple things you'd buy? Man, uh, I think I, I think obviously like, I'm more of these practical. I'm like you. I'm simple. I'm more practical kind of guy. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to pay off all the houses and all the cars and all the things like that. Um, set my kids up, college, whatever else. Uh, I still want them to earn their own money, but I'd want at least get their college, take care of that for them. Uh, but I think if I hand them everything, they'll just be turds so i want them to like earn their own money but i'd sure, at least sure. set them up like simple things but yeah i think that island that'd be cool i think like for me i'd probably like i'd probably buy a sports franchise mm. i think that's I pretty would, interesting yeah i'd probably buy something like tennessee titans maybe or i'd buy like the memphis grizzlies or some small market team that could still make a splash you know and still do some fun stuff Maybe a baseball team. I mean, there's a, a lot of money in baseball still. Um, there's a lot of money in all freaking sports, man. I mean, it's just an it's a it's amazing to see the money being spent in sports. Or if I'm going like trendy, I could buy a, an ass load of pickleball courts because that's like the fastest growing sport in America. You playing pickleball or not? I, I need to. I need to. You think you would enjoy it? I do. I, I enjoyed ping pong, so I think it's like just giant ping pong you like you imagine those big chess boards like those life-size chess boards with the pieces i figure that's what ping pong or what that is a ping pong i see like, it, my, my parents are trying to get me to go play that day. i'm like hey, i'm not going to play pickleball i'm sorry it's just not happening not dude, happening it's like the hottest it's like the hottest thing right now it's crazy i don't get it i mean where did it where did it start where did it come from i don't know but it's all of a sudden just massive and like it's talked about everywhere. Like my city, uh, I sit on some councils and some boards, whatever. We're building like nine pickleball courts in my little town of twenty five thousand people. And it's like, why? But people love it. And there's people like lined up, ready to sign up to be a member to join this pickleball thing. But anyway, well, I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of a history lesson because I pulled it up while we're sitting here. All right, bet. There's a so the first permanent pickleball court was construction constructed in 1967. Okay, by, so it's fairly new. In the back in the backyard of a Joel Pritchard's Pritchard's friend and neighbor Bob O'Brien. There you okay. have it. 1967 pickleball, and then you know you fast forward now to to modern day 2023. There's you can buy a USA pickleball membership now. It's crazy. It's crazy. Things evolve. I know. There you go. There's your history lesson for the day. There you go. History lesson for the day. And so, but again, I, I think uh, there's a lot going on. When we talk about pickleball, we talk about submarines going, you know, crazy and missing and, you know, hitting jackpots. And then we talk about awkward transition, but we talk about our industry that we're in right now. Mm. And we're in this hard market. People are going nuts. But again, I think here's my opinion. We're going to just do opinions, I guess, today and stupid stuff. But Please. I really feel like I want to hear your opinion because you're I feel like you're half my age. But uh, hearing from your perspective at 28, how old are you? 27. I'll be 28 in August. OK, so 27 and I'm 43. My opinion 
and I'm not selling anymore, but I think we're going to be in the longest hard market cycle we've ever seen. And I know this is probably your first one, but I don't feel like it's going anywhere anytime soon. In the past, just to give you a history lesson, Mitch, in the past, they've been like a nine month, maybe a year long cycle. I feel like now it's going to be, I think this was going to be two, three years. See, and the thing that scares me is I've been doing this for six years. Yeah. And I'm thankful, thankful for that, right? Because this is yeah. right, the first time that I am experiencing a hard market. I was noticing the hard market with, with the cost of reinsurance on like excess and umbrellas on some bigger commercial accounts two years ago. Right. Um, on a premium standpoint, it was just like outrageous. But on the contractor standpoint, they had no choice but to to, to purchase it one way or another, or they're not gonna be able to get out on the job site. So right. for 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 me to look at the market as being hard. And when we, when we say the hard market, when we look at the cost of reassurance, right? These, these reassurance carriers rates are outrageous and they have no choice but to be. Um, but the thing that, that, that I don't think, especially younger agents know, maybe even some veteran agents got to understand is this is where technology, I think, can come into play and help eliminate some of that. I don't know about you guys. And this is like we said, opinionated. This isn't an opinionated answer. This right here is the truth. Um, God, our cost, our, 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 our cost of servicing clients has, has skyrocketed. And I say Agreed. that in the real, in the, in the regards of everyone just wants to shop. Everyone's seeing that nine, 10, 15%, 16% increase in rate. First thing they do is call their current agent. You want them to call your current agent, right? You want them to call you. Um, so you can shop around and find a, find some type of, you know, unique way of saving the money or keeping them, keeping right. that book of business with you. So it's a thing of, yes, you've worked hard. So these last six years, I've worked hard on maintaining or, you know, growing that book of business. How do I maintain it now? Right. So it's not necessarily a, my focus needs to be driven on, you know, new business, new business, new business all the time. New business doesn't mean shit. If you're losing the clients that you've, that you've worked hard for the last six years. And that's, yeah, that's the thing is protecting the back door, keeping that door shut, locked, bolted, Seven deadbolts, single woman at home by herself with five kids. When you got that thing bolted tight, you've got to. You, and, and I'm guilty, you know. And I was talking to Brett Young yesterday, actually, believe it or not. And we were talking about just the stress. And dude, I've got I've got great great parts in my beard now, which is joking to the club, baby. Whatever it might be, right? But you look at this, and I go, he goes, "You're just your energy seems down." I said, "Dude, I'm drained." Like I love insurance. Yeah. I'm not loving writing insurance. And I think it's because we've got, we've, we've been all go, 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 go these last, you know, two, three years Yeah, for me, just the emotional drain and the, the grind, it can catch up to you. And I think, I think it if you don't can. pause and if you don't pause and you do a self checkup from the neck up, what I like to call it in between the years, check up from the neck up. And really analyze the activities that you're, you know, that you're spending time on. For me, I'm involved with way too many things. I sit on a couple of different boards. I coach travel baseball. I've got two kids, um, a dog, podcast, helping with the Indie Tech Showcase experience coming up in August. You just, you name it. Like I've got way too many things on my plate that I need to now narrow down my focus and get rid of some things so that I'm able to focus and continue to maintain and and and, and still grow the book of business while keeping the retention as high as we possibly can bro okay of the let's say fifteen thousand that are listening right now i bet fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine. you know the people listening still are in that same boat you are it's hard it, because we we want to say yes to everything we want to be involved in the community we want to be involved with our kids we want to be involved here we want to be involved there because we feel like that's going to help us or we're just good people I mean, that's why we got into this industry for the freedom to be able to do those things but then we've said yes to so many things that we have to say no to so many others. And we just end up family suffers, our health suffers, everything suffers. And then mentally we're broken down. It's just tough. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I could, if I could like give any advice and, I, and as I'm sitting here working through it, like, dude, I, I've went back to my old way of writing things down just because my brain has been so like, just go, go, go. I've been writing every little thought note that has come to my mind or things that I need to do just so it's out of my freaking head. Yeah. It's gone. Like it's out of my head. I know I can come back to it, but prioritizing the things that need to be prioritized. Um, But the reason why that's so important is 
if you're a small agency, you know, like us, when we've got nine, nine people in this office and three of four, four of them are service providers. There's no way that if you, you know, on your 10, 15, $20 million bucket business, that those, that those four customer service reps are going to be able to take care of every single client's needs. I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself still putting in, still, still um, doing policy changes, certificates of insurance. I mean, there's things that you still have to do when you're with a smaller agency that, that some of these, some of these bigger markets or some of these bigger places, however, they have a VE, virtual employee, a virtual assistant, whatever you want to name them as. They're using them as a way to help provide service to their clients and value while they're being able to go still continue to write new business. There's 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 one one creative way, right? One creative way to make sure that you're being able to write new business still. But then again, but then again, if you're like us, where we have a lot of community people insured, they want that personal touch. They want that personal touch. So if you're sitting there on three different committees as the marketing chair and the finance chair and the board of directors president. It's, it might be time that you back up and look at the look at the list of things that you're involved with. Which ones are the most important? Eliminate one or two or, two or three of those. Yeah. And continue to narrow, narrow your focus. I'm not saying that you still can't be involved, but don't get too involved. Don't right. get too involved and manage your time the right way. Right. Or instead of 14 things you're involved in, find the one or two that really matter to you. Uh, yours was the Hope House that really mattered to you. Maybe it's something at your kid's school that matters to you, whatever it might be, and then focus really on those. And the rest of them, maybe later on, when the kids are older, the book's more seasoned, there's things going on, then you can think about those other things. But I think that's something, and you nailed something there, talking about um, technology you help it, or VA's helping, or whatever it might be. Dude, I got to tell you, I just came back again. I'm dating the podcast, but I don't care. It's my show. I just got back from Key West with Killing Commercial Crew, and... Um, our boy, Mike Fusco, you and I both share a love for Mike Fusco. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to my guy. Love you, baby. Uh, that guy is using like bots right now um, and using like some really crazy stuff that I didn't even, I couldn't even understand, you know, RPAs or something. I don't know. Yep. Robotic process automation. Yeah. And he's talking about, you know, having four or five of these things to help him just with the processes in his agency to free up his folks to be able to do more. I'm like, dude, we got to schedule some time. I can learn more about this RPA because it was blowing my mind. I've heard of it before, but to hear him, somebody I know, somebody you and I are good friends with, that he's using this in his agency. It's crazy. And so you start thinking, people start thinking, oh, robots, that's scary. Robots is scary, but really they live inside the agency. They live inside your technology to help you. It shouldn't be a scary thing, but a lot of people are scared of it. Robots live inside your computers and phones, whether or not you know that they're there. Other exactly. people are using robots on you. Yeah. I it's mean, you so think funny. about like every time it's, you, it's yeah. Robot. Every time I get on my Amazon, it's like, I was thinking about buying that. How'd you know? But they've been listening to me on my 14 Alexas I've got in my house. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Do you have any Alexas? I have, I have one. I have an yeah, Alexa. Dude. She tells me the weather every morning. So I don't walk outside looking like a goof or sweating. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So it's fun to play with the settings. I've got literally every one of my rooms in my house has an Alexa. Uh, it's pretty scary. Um, all three kids, my me and my wife have one. I have one in the kitchen, one in the dining room, one in the living room. I really did that way so I could do intercom system with the kids, which I'm so mm-hmm. damn lazy. But I could lay in my bed and be like, kids, go get washed up for dinner or whatever it might be. And it goes, and I could do a whole playhouse on the music. But again, I say that to say it picks up everything. Like there'll be stuff that'll pop up on my feeds. It's like, that must've been my son, you know, cause it'll be like air force ones, you know, or it might be a, you know, basketball, something or other, or my daughter's talking about Doc McStuffins or something and it pops up and I'm like, this is scary, bro. So yes, you're right. Let me ask you why, why do you have, besides the fact, and this is kind of maybe a trick question. I know they, this, I'm going to give you my answer slash opinion besides the fact of being lazy. And you said you wanted an intercom system. Why else do you have it? The, the Alexis. Yep. Uh, all my kids, like we're a music family, like all my kids like to have their music. And so instead of having their music with fighting over the Alexis in the kitchen or the living room, I got each one of them, their own Alexa. It's used for an alarm clock. It's used for, you know, them to check the weather, them to check this, them to ask them like, math questions they're doing math homework so i'm helping them cheat my bad teachers if you're listening uh <laughs> all those things like 
I enjoy having a smart home, so to speak. It's kind of a jerry-rigged smart home, but it, it is, you know, that can because be it does. Which, which you just what it does you all the work like five or six. It solves your problems, bro. Let me tell you my favorite thing about it. Let me tell you, guys. This is something you got to do. I have a smart plug for my fan. I have to have a fan on every night because of the me sound, too. the sound, and of course airflow. So you know, back in the day in the nineties, Mitch, before you were born, probably they had the the clapper. You could lay in oh, bed. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, I still lights. do that jokingly now. And when I walk in dark rooms, it's funny. So anyhow, the Alexa, I could be like, "Hey Alexa, turn my fan on." Boom, turns the fan on. Alexa, turn the fan off. Boom. I don't have to get up anymore. I'm that lazy. I don't have to get up out of bed. But again, going back again, circling back into what we're talking about here, because you're right, it automates my life. I could set my alarm for my Alexa, you know, for like the house alarm. I could check what's going on with the kids. I can drop in on my kids when they're having their friends over and listen to their conversations. I know it's it's stupid, but I can't, no, you know, um, I can do a lot of things with those. So yeah, you're right. But again, I guess kind of like the bots, the dude's got in his agency, um, that he programs to do certain things or having a VA. There's still people who are scared of that. I don't want some, you know, somebody doesn't speak English doing my stuff. Why? Sure. That's stupid. You know, VAs are amazing. Uh, especially they're probably, smart. They're, probably sm- they're probably smarter than someone you're going to be able to hire off the LinkedIn books. I'm just being honest with you. Work a little yeah. bit harder probably too. Did you notice how it makes two people country with that country accent? I don't want no people in. I don't. Want, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why I do that. Just anyway. <laughs> Guys, I got a visit. I got a visit. Think, thankfully, to the PIA of Arkansas and and, and yeah. Ethan, his lovely wife Stacy, for for having me down to to speak at their PIA Arkansas event back in back in March. But let me just tell you, listeners, that accent that they have down there is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Jealous. I wish I could talk like them. I wish I could have that little country, that country twang. Dude, my favorite thing about Arkansas is your guys' accents. Dude. I can tell you that hands down. Hands the, the, down. The country and accent, food. the country accent works. Okay, let's go this route for a second. All right. If you it's had good. to rank, if you had to rank accents top to bottom, let's go top five accents. Let's do, let's mm. do, uh, let's do this. I'm gonna go my number one. And we'll see if we agree or disagree. I'm gonna go British accent. I'm going same thing. That'd be number one for me. Some of London. Yeah. Um, number two, I'd probably have to go with uh, Australia or something like that. That good day, mate. That whole thing there. I can't do it, but I, I like the Australian accent. I'm gonna go Canadian. I like the Canadian. Oh yeah. I like the Canadian A's. I'm gonna there be honest you with you. That's awesome. I love. I love the Canadian A's. Let me tell you, yeah. my third. My third's probably Arkansas. Yeah, country, country, country accent. But there's a difference between your guys' accents and Kentucky's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kentucky, Kentucky's is you more hillbilly. They, yeah, that's exactly right. That's and exactly I've got family right. in, in Kentucky. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and I and I love my friends there. Um, I've had guests from Kentucky, great people. But yeah, you're right. It's a little different. Um, I I tell you this. I'm fascinated, and I love the Boston accent. Uh, I just mm. the the way the pock the car and the yard and the whole the thing. Yeah, I uh, I think it's a good one. Wisconsin. Have you heard Wisconsin? Like people from Wisconsin. Ooh, that's a good Wisconsin's one. Wisconsin's a good one. Like there's A's or E's, like bag, bag. Like when you say bag, yeah. You're like, hey, you bring that bag. It's like, thought, yeah. What are you begging for? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I got you. No, we, I got we, you. Ins- we, we write insurance for West Bend Mutual up in yeah. West Bend, Wisconsin. And God, I love talking to. I'd call call and teleprocessing to make a change on a client just so I can hear the teleprocessor speak. Right, <laughs> like rather than going online to do it. Like, yeah, oh yeah. The, the park. You said park the car. Like we're in Boston. I love yeah. it. Fun fun fact. I've heard someone in Wisconsin call a water fountain a bubbler. Oh, that's a good one. The bubbler. The bubbler. I like that. I like I like that a lot. Yeah, I do too. Anyway, so that's probably all that I've got. Yeah, me too. Um, but okay, so uh, we'll go back. We'll kind of circle back around here. So we're talking about uh, bots. RPA. We're talking about technology. Yep. So all right. So let's talk about this. Okay, you're, you know, you're 27, about to be 28. Um, so you again, you go 10 years ahead and 10 years behind. So if you're talking to someone 37 to let's say 18, um, just getting in the business, we'll call it. What what would be your advice as far as uh, we'll go top five technologies you need in your agency uh, that can help you? I mean, I, so, I'm just, 
I'm going to say AMS and CRM. I'm going to go ahead and just give you. Yeah. You got to have those. You're going to have AMS for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, what's more American than the bald eagle? The 4th of July is here, and it means a couple of things. Barbecues, pool parties, but last but not least, Glizzlies. And it just so happens the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped, are making sure all the Glizzly gladiators across the nation are groomed for battle on America's birthday from sea to shining sea. 20% off of uh, your order plus free shipping if you go to manscaped.com. And you put in the code mayor, you know, I, I just, it's only right to start with America's favorite performance package 4.0 in this package. You'll find the lawnmower, the weed whacker, ear, nose, and hair trimmer, the ball preserver, the ball deodorant performance boxers, and a traveling bag to hold it all, which is called the tool shed, which I think is awesome guys. Don't, uh, don't miss this opportunity. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code mayor 20% off plus free shipping. Also, I got to talk to my good friends over at CoverDesk. CoverDesk is the premier solution for virtual assistants. They have changed the game, and they have become one of the best. They are uh, owned by uh, an agency owner, uh, and they are here for agency owners. They're here for your staff to help you guys to become a part of your culture. Go to CoverDesk.com and check it out. Whether you need one uh, one virtual assistant or you need a team approach to help you with those – book rolls or help you with uh, the hard market right now and all those shops that you got to do whatever you need them for cover desk is there for you go to coverdesk.com now let's get back to the show which do you think comes first which is the chicken and which is the egg in this scenario do you go crm first if you're the producer if you're the producer the crm okay if you're an agency you go you go ams if you're if you're starting an agency you've got to get the ams first because okay. if your AMS doesn't function well, the CRM won't function within it the right way. Okay. Um, nowadays, if you want to hire young producers and you want you want producers to have success and not write stuff down in their plant, you know, in a little notebook. But you also have people that think they're interchangeable and they're not. They're the not. CR, they're totally different functionalities there. So you the know. CRM talks to the agency management system. Agency management system is where everything is held. That's where the policies are. That's where transactions are. That's where billing's at. That's where service requests, that's where your activities are at. The CRM is the sales platform, is how you how you manage your leads, how you're sending out your marketing automations, how you're keeping track of your clients, personal lines and commercial lines, leads, life and health. It goes hand in hand. But here's the big misconception. I didn't have a CRM, Heath, though, believe it or not, until back in December. And I didn't, I didn't get the CRM until after Vertiford purchased agency Zoom and it integrated with each other. Right. 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 That's a big For deal. me, that's yeah. when I jumped the ship because here was my issue with the CRM. If my CRM didn't talk to the agency management system, vice versa, why would I want to waste my time put inputting the data in one place and then inputting the data in another? Right. Right. Talk about time, right? We just talked. We just talked exactly. Yeah. Twenty minutes ago about trying to find ways to be more efficient, yep. to write, still write business, but also manage your clients and maintain that retention. The CRM is that number one factor. Exactly. God, hands down, is that number one factor. Okay. Um. So if I'm looking back, and you say ten years ago, guys that are eighteen now, and then people that are thirty-seven to thirty-eight now. Yeah. The number one big the the thing that I noticed with them. 37-year-old, 38-year-old, they're probably more adaptive and more wanting to learn about what a CRM, but they're not going to probably use that immediately. An 18-year-old, say 20-year-old, walks into an agency, he's he's going to want to be off the CRM. Why? Because he's tech. He's, he's more, more tech savvy. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the person yeah, yeah. that's living off of his phone. He's going to be the one that adapts to that technology a little bit earlier. So it's not the fact that the we can't, that you guys don't know how to use them. Yeah, I don't think people want to learn how to use them because guess what? It's time. It takes time to learn the system. It takes time to to educate your employees on how to use the system. Yeah. So time yeah. is the, in my opinion, time is the biggest factor with technology that people who have it, people who don't have it, are you using it to its full potential? When I got uh-huh. a CRM, when I got a CRM, changed my life. 
I've always had this goal to write at least $33,000 a month in new business, right? This last, these are my, this has been my 12 month goal this year. Yeah. That has been able to help me keep track because it keeps me a running total and says, Hey, you need this much still to sell. You've got this much leads in that of you've got this many, this much premium and quoted this much premium and proposal sent. So you can go follow back up with those clients that haven't got back with you. Better yet, there's automations in there that are automatically reaching out to those clients for you. Yep. Oh, crap. I forgot that you sent me that quote. Yeah. Oh, great. Mitch sent me another email to remind me. Now I'm going to call yep. Mitch tomorrow, set up an appointment and talk through that. If you just have an AMS and it doesn't have any CRM capabilities, you need to find a new AMS or you need to find a CRM that integrates with that, with that agency management system. They are two completely separate things. Completely. And I would even go further to say, uh, and I, I spoke on this at uh, QS, those that do purchase any tech, uh, much less those two, um, if you're not going to use it to its full capacity, if you're not going to use it to 100% what it can do, then you complaining that it doesn't work or it's not helping my agency is not doing any good. You've got to be able to take the time in the beginning to learn it. And better yet, while you're learning all the capabilities... Document those capabilities and document Bingo. how to use it so that you can yeah. train your current employees. Or better yet, when you go to hire that new employee and you're not spending the first six months hand-holding and walking them down the path of trying to be successful and learn every, da- every daggone thing you know, that, 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 the, that the CRM is capable of doing. Because guess what? You just now spent six months of your time wasting time training when you could have done, used Loom and video recorded it and put it in a Google Drive file folder. It shows how to use agency Zoom. And they're broken down into seven different segments. Start using your capabilities to train your employees the way that you 100%. should. percent. Or if you've got an employee that's really good at one of those automations or really good at one of those pieces, have them train everybody. I think that could work just as well. Okay, so we've got CRM, we've got AMS. Uh, what's another piece that you find that could really help other agencies that are listening to this? I'm going to be completely honest with you, dude. Canopy freaking connect. Shout out to Togo, baby. And the reason I say that, and, and I think actually it's kind of funny, I just got an email either this morning or yesterday in Canopy's automated marketing email thing um, that says that they're doing a they're, they're doing a webinar on June 29th um, on how to obtain five to 10 deck, deck pages a day using Canopy without you having to send a link. You so how to automate this? How to automate oh, wow. your process to where you can get five to six deck pages, deck pages a day on your inbound leads out of without having to do anything, without having to lift a finger. That yeah. is important. That is important. That's game changer. And so I can say this: my show usecanopy.com backslash heat. Go get a demo, get a discount, do the whole thing. I love Canopy Connect. They've been with me since day one. All right, so you got Canopy, you got your AMS. You got your CRM. What's another one you think? We talked about bots, uh, RPAs, but that may be a little advanced for some people. But um, what else are you thinking? In you my opinion, so, so if we're if we're talking commercial lines insurance, IPFS, and yeah, okay. The reason why I say this, unless you write commercial, unless you don't write commercial insurance, kind of ignore me, I guess, here for a second. But personal commercial lines insurance, you write excess and surplus lines account. And it's direct or it's agency build 25% minimum earned premium, maybe even 100% minimum earned premium. Um, and they send you the, the carrier sends you a premium financer or the broker sends you a premium finance agreement with you, with that quote back to you. You're not obligated to have to use that premium finance company that they send you in that quote proposal from, let's just say, a, you know, the Burns and Wilcox and Arlington Row, a, a broker, right. a big broker out there that's, that is, giving you a, you know, another premium finance agreement, guess what? You don't have, you're not obligated to use the one that they send you even better yet. What IPFS done, they are a tech vendor. And the reason they're a tech vendor is because I can log in right now and I can go get a premium finance agreement with a snap of a finger and not even have to, not even have to send things in. Only, not only that, I can send the link to the client to pay their down payment. I can send a link to the client to set them up on EFT to pay auto pay. I can do go. that in automation. There you go. I That's like important it. to me. That is important to me because I know it's getting done the right way. And I'm able to, I'm able to, I'm able to talk my client into being able to 
have auto pay and go for a 12 month installment schedule rather than using the pay in full on their cash flow being screwing them, especially if it's 150 to 200, $300,000 account. Right. Having a premium finance agreement company that's going to allow you to be able to send invoices digitally and a link for them to pay their down payment, give them an online account is huge. Okay. It's absolutely so, yeah. huge. We've talked about managing clients. We've talked about prospecting a little bit. We've talked about a technology like Canopy to help you get some of those deck pages and whatnot. Now we've talked about the accounting piece. You know, are, are, are that's the kind of people you talked about this showcase you've got coming up for Indie Tech. I'm assuming all those are Indie Tech companies considered. Once you break down, because we all heard of InsureTech, take four minutes or less. How about a minute um, to tell me what's the difference in Indie Tech and InsureTech? Can you do that? Yeah, yeah. So what the, we're putting on this indie tech showcase experience, and, and and just because it's called indie tech showcase experience doesn't mean that there's not going to be insure tech companies that are there. Right. So what what indie tech is, for example, it's an insurance technology company. Okay, that was built by an independent agent just like myself. They took their process, they took their technology and things that they built inside of their agency, took it to marketplace and said, we want to sell this to other independent insurance agents. For an example, Risk Advisor. Okay. Risk Advisor is one of those companies. David Watson created this piece of technology. They use it in their agency. They took it to marketplace and people now use it. That's an independent technology company. How about Mod Mod Advisor? Mod advisor would be considered an indie tech company. Todd Thames owned his own yeah. agency, built Mod Advisor to help him out in closing more, more commercial lines work comp. Yeah. So it benefits. So if if you if it's it's a resolution that was found by the insurance, the independent agent that take it to marketplace and is now selling it as a service. There are so many indie tech companies out there in the world. CRMs. Yeah. Agency. Yeah. There, there's so many, there's so many indie tech companies out there. We talk about insure tech. Okay. Insure tech, use the word insure because guess what that company is going to do? It's going to insure your client. Right. Okay. So for example, um, um, openly, openly would be considered an insurance technology company an insure tech company because you can go online and purchase quote, buying an issue and buy an insurance policy. Right. You can't buy an insurance policy through Canopy. Right. No, I got you. Right. You can buy an insurance policy through like an openly. Does that make yeah. sense? Does that, does that kind of help yeah. you help that out? An insurance, an insured tech and indie tech are two different things. An insured tech company also would be something like Vertifor. Yeah. Something like Iris. Yeah. Those things are insure tech. I hope that I hope that kind of gives you. you no, know, I got of, you, and I'll get you completely. Okay, so how many vendors? If you could tell me I, 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 off the top of your head, if I buy a ticket to come, how many am I going to see? You're going to see at least fifty. You're going to see yeah. at least fifty. We've got fifty registrations right now. Thirty that have been approved and paid and are locked in. Um, it may be more than fifty, but I'm just but, I'm guaranteeing you that you're going to see fifty different technology companies. But there. talk to and me about this. Fit, yeah, go ahead. The 50 you're about that to do it. be there, the 50 that are going to be there. So here's, here's the best way to do it. Imagine you're on a racetrack, an oval racetrack. Okay. Yeah. And we'll just say the start finish line is business or uh, is, is building relationships Go around that track. And it goes from new leads, like your CRM, new leads to maintaining clients, to closing business, to getting loss runs, to maintaining relationships to the end of the line. So that we call it the customer journey, right? Yeah. So we all yeah, have a yeah, process. Yeah. We all have a process on how we write new business. We all have a process on how we manage our clients. We all have a process on how we service customers. Yeah, guess what? That's called a customer journey. I love it. Each, each piece of technology, okay? So these different pieces of insure tech and indie tech companies that are going to be in attendance, they're going to be placed along that customer journey for you. So for example, if I want to be, if I want to do better with, with um, maintaining clients, I might go to the end of the customer journey in the red section and look at all the, look at all the insure tech or indie, indie tech companies that can help me solve my problem. So if you have a problem inside of your customer journey in your agency, you should be able to go to the indie tech showcase experience and get that problem solved with the use of a technology piece of technology. And I guarantee you that piece of technology has got automation Invert and, and 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 artificial intelligence AI, that's going to eliminate 
a specific step and or a job or task for you or some human being that's actually manually doing that inside your agency. Right. So if you want to be better with, if you want to get better with your leads and prospecting, you need to spend time in the yellow section where there's prospecting. Right. Technology companies. So you should be able to create a whole technology process and automation by walking around the showcase experience just one time. And that's whether you've been in the business for a year or 40 years, I feel like you could always, because I feel like if I'm brand new, I could be like, oh, I'm at this place in my journey. I need help here. Or if I've been at 40 years, how can I improve one of these? That's correct. That's correct. I love it. So for example, for example, me, I want to get better at making, I want to get better at new business applications, like commercial lines applications and automation, right? Whether that's through a web form, through my website provider or whatever it might be. Well, I know Wonderwrite's going to be there and I know another, like I know agency Zoom, a couple other people that I use. I want to figure out how I can go get my CRM, AMS, and my and Wonderwrite to talk together, so I can eliminate having to spend the time forty five to forty five minutes an hour to app up a commercial insurance yeah. application. I want to be able to do it automatically. So that's my goal, right? I'm going to go there and figure out how I can do that, automate to automate it, right? Leave the place knowing I got it done, and that's Bro. the whole goal. That's incredible, like. Who came, was this like a year in cast brain the child or was this like, how did you, this is a great idea. And when yeah, is we, this happening? Tell me about this. Yeah. So we were down at, um, actually, believe it or not, applied, applied net. Yeah. Their, their annual yeah, yeah. conference down in back in October of last year in Nashville. We were sitting in the hotel room. We were down there just messing around, doing our thing, right. Learning, learning, having podcasts, learning about technology and all this other stuff. Yeah. We were in the, we were in the hotel room and I wanted to put on a young agents, you know, mastermind showcase or some type of, to get young agents involved and, and, and more people fired up about, about the industry. So we started planning that. Right. And he goes even better. I said, one thing that has, I said, he, he asked me and maybe, or I asked him what, what was the number one thing that's frustrating in this industry? It's the lack of people wanting to adapt to technology. But yeah. the fact of the matter, if people don't know how to use it, right. Boom, light bulbs went off and we said, let's put together an event. Let's put together an experience. The reason why it's called a showcase is a showcase experience. It's because everything that we do in this industry, our client, us, our process, it's an experience that we're giving to our client. What's the, what's their experience like when they yeah. when they go when they sign the application and we send them their deck page? Are they going to leave you that five star review? So we wanted we wanted to create a technology showcase experience to help independent agents learn about the technology out in the marketplace that was built by and for independent insur- independent insurance agents. And that's how this got established. And this is going to be where? And this will day? be, yep, this will be August 29th, 30th, and 31st. It'll be in Indianapolis, Indiana. So since, since I visited the great state of Arkansas, all my Arkansasians and all my other people that I visited over the last couple of years, you get to come to the Mitch Gibson city of Indianapolis. It's phenomenal. Yes. Yes. Um, we're going to be having it at the convention center. <laughs> Pardon me. August 29th and 30th. Okay. So okay. hear me out here. August 29th and the 30th is going to be 70 agents invite only. We're calling that the indie sales experience. Oh, I'm going nice. to be running that. There's going to be Brett Young. From Urban Young, Heath Sharon, Eric Garcia, my buddy Sean Kirby, Jason Cass, um, Andy Matheson. Let's just put it this way. The goal of this for the young agents on the 29th and 30th is for you not only to be able to com- figure out how to build your own process and leave being able to sell insurance, but also be able to find a mentor that you can you can you can grow a relationship with. I think that's huge mentorship. Yeah. That's how that. I got that's how I've met guys like Heath. I wasn't afraid to go up and ask for help and talk. Trying to find somebody like that is crucial to your career. Um, but anyway, August thirtieth. Yeah. But but starting August thirtieth, in conjunction in conjunction with the indie sales experience, starting the thirtieth is the indie showcase experience, indie tech showcase experience, and that's the 29th and thirty first. If you're a young agent, you come on the 29th and the thirtieth. Guess what? You get to go to the showcase. It's oh, part of awesome. your ticket. Your ticket's part of that. Yeah. Your young agent ticket's three ninety nine. If you're an agent right now, if you're an agent that's over age of forty and have been in for more than four years of experience, 
you're considered an agent. Your ticket's $5.99 to the showcase experience. But for, for this show, Heath, we're going to do a, we'll do a hundred dollars off. We'll do a hundred dollars nice. off for whoever was listening to the show. So if you're a, if you're an agent and it's $5.99, it'll be $4.99. Okay, nice. so we're gonna. I'll I'll make sure we we're, we're gonna use the code, Insurance Town Twenty Three. Insurance Town Twenty Three is going to be our promo code, hundred dollars off. Um, like I said, if you're a young agent trying to get your shit together, indie sales is the place to be. Bring right. your owner. Go over to the tech showcase after. Build your process Bingo. out. Automate some things and have a hell of the rest of the year and, and and take some things back to your agency and go win. I heard a rumor though while I was in killing commercial that there's going to be some incredible keynote speaker at the indie tech show or indie. Yeah. The showcase. Can you talk about that at all? A guy named. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we were going to, we, you know, and when things, when we go to like, we go to these, we go to these conferences, right. We're just combobulated with speakers. So yeah. I was like, how can we make this unique? But two, how can we help people still learn while listening to speakers? So we're right. going to have two keynotes that kick off every morning. Uh, one one on Wednesday and then one on Thursday. The Wednesday one is going to be Jim Harris. Jim Harris. That's, if you just go type in Jim Harris on dude, that's Jim Harris one. on Google, he is a international technology expert. He went and talked about Tesla automation and stuff in that nature. He is a cannot. He he will be the talk. He will be the talk of the conference after. Yeah, that's who I was talking about. I heard he was coming, and I've heard of him for years. Yeah, Jim Harris will be there. He's actually going to stay around, so he's going to be around a little bit too. So be able to answer some questions from him. Um, It's going to be great. And then the other thing, uh, the other guy um, who you may have heard speak before, but has got a whole new speaking engagement, whole new topic. Um, and let's just put it this way. It's going to be a don't want to miss experience as well for him. Mr. Ryan Hanley and Ryan oh. Hanley talks, we all listen. So he will be our day two speaker, but the best thing about these things, Heath, and I'll put the cherry on the top with this. Not only is a showcase going around to where you can go do the trade show experience, right? There's going to be live demos of these technologies every 30 minutes. That's awesome. On different yeah. stages. So there'll be yeah, two dude. stages. There's going to be a different piece of technology doing a live demo. So for an example, if I was in, if I was Canopy Connect up there, Canopy Connect might talk about how they integrate with these different CRMs and how you can build an automation and hear how to do so. So for example, I could bring my laptop to that demo yeah. and I could learn how to do that. I could freaking do it while I'm sitting there on how to. That's, That's really awesome. what it is. How yeah. to do this. Great. We're going to show you how to do it. That's why this is important. That's money. That is money. And so um, it's, what's the, the website? Indie Tech 23? Yep. So you, that's correct. So you can purchase tickets one or two ways. Um, should I tell you what? You're going to purchase tickets one way. You're going to go visit IndieTech2023.com. Okay. Click buy tickets on the top right. Go to the ticket section on the landing page. It'll ask you what, you know, what identify yourself as an agent, an owner, young agent, whatever right. it might be, put in the coupon code insurance town 23. It'll wave a hundred dollars off your ticket. Dude, You'll get an email you. confirmation, yeah. all that. So IndieTech2023.com, IndieTech2023.com, I-N-D-I-E tech 23, 2023.com. Um, I love it. IndieTech and Indianapolis. Love it. Hey, before we wrap up, I've got to ask you a very important question. If you could automate anything in your life outside of insurance, what would that be? Oh, wow. We've been talking about automations here. Wow. I tell you what I do. I wish there was some type of AI out there that could, that could one, not only order groceries for me. Yeah. But also. Unload them and put them and up. Pre- and, nah, that'd be sweet too. That's actually a robot. Um, yeah but that would take based off of my eating habits whether good or bad it's going to put together weekly meals for me oh and nice. I go ahead and order those yeah. weekly meals it's kind of like i'm surprised yeah i'm gonna like the food that's being put so if i because if i could eliminate having to worry about what i'm gonna have for dinner and what the, you know whatever it might be on a grocery list adhd grocery list drives me nuts if i go and like to do yeah. a grocery like and try to choose my groceries dude i'm gonna walk out that place three four hundred bucks deep because i just got distracted on what I was supposed to be actually purchasing. That automate my grocery buying experience. I like that. I like that a lot. That's a good one, dude. I appreciate you hanging out. 
being a part of the show with me, uh, just broing out me a little bit. I know that they- anyhow, dude, I, I enjoyed it. I always do. I can't wait to see you in August, uh, um, sir, at the event and guys, uh, check out, um, the MVP podcast, most valuable producer on the agency intelligence network. You, you, you've been in the lab for a while. Now you're coming out, you got episodes coming out, you got stuff going on. So finally, finally I'm excited there. Yeah. But it's, Here's the thing about Mitch Gibson. Yeah, he's a great podcast host. He does good stuff on the guests, but he's an agent too, writing business. So I can understand you have to take a little bit of break because you had to write business. You had to get the thing going. So you're talking to the real man, the real guy here. Um, plus, he's raising kids. Plus, he's got a beautiful girlfriend now. He's got a lot of things going know. on. I dude. do have a girlfriend. Wow. Dude, life is life is good. Life Drake is good. Said, life is good. Life, life is grand. There you I go. Was, I was going to tell you something, but I don't remember what I was going to say, but it was going to lead into something really, really good. But we'll see for next time, I guess. We will have to. Well, Stacy and I love you. Um, she told me to yes, tell sir. you hi. I told her. She was like, really? You got to go to the office this early? I was like, yeah, I'm recording with Mitch. Because, all right, get out of here. Go. Go <laughs> see you. Right. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. Hey, FYI, right, a little me. teaser. Heath hasn't said this yet. At the Indie Sales Experience, Heath is going to be a day one speaker for us. Going to be doing a speaking engagement about how to build relationships. And guess what? It's not about building just relationships with your clients. It's about building relationships with more people in this industry because that will absolutely change your mind. So we're going to talk. We're going to we're going to kick things off with how to build better relationships. Love it, dude! I appreciate it. I can't wait for it. It's going to be so much fun. So, bro, I got to head to the dentist. I wish I could automate that. Let me just automate the dentist where I just wake up, my teeth are clean every morning. Dude, I hate brushing my teeth. I hate the dentist. So, shout out to all the dentists out there. Love you, baby. But. Um, I, I don't like going to the dentist at all. So I got a 1030 dentist appointment I got to head to. But oh uh, I love you. I holler at you. Love you too, brother. You're good. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with us today in the program. What a great time that we had. And uh, I hope you had a good time listening to Mitch and I as we just kind of hung out and shot the crap for a minute. Um, if you have an idea for your own show, go to Get Ready, Set Podcast uh, and check it out. Ready, Set Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.